0: Thank you for being part of the Birth Story community. I am so excited for you to have this book in your hand once you've purchased it and it has arrived. I hope that you will give me your thoughts and feedback, and don't forget to take a selfie with your book and post it on Instagram and tag at BirthstoryPodcast. Episode six: I promised when I started this podcast that I was going to interview all the ways in which you could become parents. So today I have two dads, Jonathan and Blair, in their adoption journey, and it's so cool because they got to be in the delivery room when their son was born. So this is a big shout out to everyone out there who has adoption in their heart or as part of their story, and I hope you enjoy okay so I'm just gonna get us started so Jonathan and Blair thank you so much for letting me interview you guys today and um as we were like getting ready for this I got a text message from Jonathan that was like hey we were just leaving an adoption meeting and um, now we're headed to dinner and so can we can we start there because I'm curious so are you are definitely yeah, what's happening now yeah, oh, yeah. like what's, let's start with what's happening now because I just now. We'll tell. Tell everybody who you are and what's happening now.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Jonathan.
2: And I'm Blair. We've been married for... Let's see if you can get this right. Oh, boy. We've been together for 16 years. Almost 17. Almost 17. And we have... We've adopted two kids. Um, and we're in the process of adopting a third, Jonathan. That's true. Um We
1: are in the process of adopting a third. Crazy, challenging, a little different route. We're looking through... uh, We're going through Home of Little Wonders here in New England, which they basically work with the Department of Social Services. So it will not be an infant, which brings its own set of challenges, but we're really excited to take on that adventure.
2: The last two adoptions were private adoptions. Right. uh, Our first adoption went through an agency, and it was... um, we we kind of, It was much more of a process in that sense. And then our second adoption was well, mostly private in the sense that, you know, we had a lawyer involved in it. um, But they're both open adoptions. So I don't want people to think they're private adoptions and that they're closed. Oh, no, we're all we're, open. We're very we're open. open both. And so now we're going through the process again, like John was saying, and um, we're much more – look, it's almost a foster to adopt situation, but these are kids who their goal is they want to be adopted eventually.
1: We like kids. I mean, I always joke with Blair, if I could get him pregnant, we'd have like 18.
0: (laughs) I love this. Okay. So I have so many questions. I'm so curious about adoption and that's why I'm talking to you guys today. But, um, when you're going through like the system that you're going through, do you get to say like, I am only interested in and having a little boy or a little girl or siblings are. So, so funny that
1: you asked that. So today we went to a meeting, what's called like a, uh, it's kind of like your one sheet, if you will. It's like, cause the department of social services, they have tons of kids, right? And it's in, you kind of feel bad saying like, oh no, I don't want a child with that type of maybe condition or that type of challenges. But, however, I think it's really important to know, especially when you already have kids in your home, to know your limitations on what you can and cannot do, right? We we know our lifestyle. We know our work schedules, which are both crazy. Me being a paramedic and Blair being a TV news anchor, we're all over the place. and um, We kind of like it that way. But, um, you know, I think it's important to know. So we did go through that today and you know, do you want a boy? Do you want a girl? We are open to both a boy and a girl. Um, and we're also really open to sibling groups. And I actually kind of hope that uh, – I mean, we don't want to go as far as the Brady Bunch, but pretty
2: close. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> I'm not dropping a minivan.
0: So you may you go don't... from two kids to six kids very quickly. Oh, wow. no, 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 no. It's not a
2: carry
1: Heidi. Um, <laughs> no, I think like we sit up to potentially three with the sibling group. So I think five would be, oh, five kids. No, I, oh, I don't know about that. Um, maybe two or three
2: yeah. I mean, the social worker you know, said, uh, what would you guys be open to? Jonathan said initially, he goes, three, three. And she's, she basically had to correct us and say, you know, that's a lot more than what we probably can handle um, right away. And so we we accept that and that honesty and honest conversations. And, um, because when and you, so, yeah, we're, I think we're it's like important one to know, maybe two. Like, we'll see.
1: When you adopt a child from the services, there's always some kind yeah. of trauma involved. Right. And with most kids with adoption – there's always going to be some type of trauma involved, but there is. And so it's important to make sure that you can meet the needs of that child or children. Um, So Kate plus eight, Jonathan and Blair probably (laughs) isn't going to happen. I
0: mean, this could, I could be like the very first to interview you guys before you have your own TV show, you know, about this whole thing. I love this. No, I really like love your hearts. And so if you, if they just called you like tomorrow and we're like, we have, three siblings. Do you have to buy a new house?
1: No. No, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, where would I put all of these children if that happened? I would be like, you when sleep on the, the floor. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so when we lived in the city, we were We left from like the peace and quiet it. of
1: like Lake Norman and Cornelius and god, we loved it there. I miss it all the time, but we uh we wanted a challenge is what we normally like and we moved to the middle of Boston and we downsized to a little over a thousand square feet. And we just thought initially, I just thought all of our stuff could fit. And after like climbing over chairs and bookshelves just to get down the hallway, we didn't know what to do. So we just started sitting some stuff out on the curb. And people really liked us because they would come by and just grab not it. Not kidding. And I would sit up all night just watching the people grab it because I was like fascinated. <laughs> um, that's really also pissed. a whole nother tv <laughs> sure, sure.
2: show so another podcast I know, but i'm yeah, really people do here in the city that's funny. i'm
1: really pissed that we got rid of our white leather chair <laughs> that i really like because now we have a house that we could fit that white leather chair and have the perfect spot for it but we don't have
0: it yeah and new kids so well yeah. i i'm really just thinking about you guys so i hope for i hope it goes quickly and i hope it's the right you know it will be the right perfect fit but well, that's and what guys we said are incredible, today. Incredible. We, we, so. we
2: appreciate that, and we said that today. You know, we said it's, uh, you know, what there is. There is a plan for us, and there's a plan for um, our child.
1: Yeah, for we very child. much believe so. like God's already got to figure it figured out, right? Like, so like we don't really worry like if it happens today, if it happens next year, like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like we don't believe it was by accident that we're dads to Zeke and Cash. Um, we believe that was well predetermined. Yeah. You know, those kids. It's weird, kind of fit like a glove, and our, our family, or we fit into their family. I'm not sure which one, but right. uh, it's well, uh, it's perfect.
0: Well, that brings me to um, like, let's start with Zeke's adoption because I feel like it that kind of went fast for you guys, like a lot faster than you expected it to go. And so, I, before you dive into, I just want to back up, and will you just share? Like, when did you decide? Like, we're going to adopt, and we want to, um, we want to have a family. Like, when did that moment happen for you guys?
2: Well, I think it kind of evolved for us. I mean, Jonathan all along knew he wanted kids, and I always said I don't really know what that looks like for us. And I was always the one holding us back in the sense of I don't know how two men do this and. Do it successfully. One who's on television, and I don't. I didn't know how to do that, and and I was very naive in my thinking. And so Jonathan was always nudging at Let's, you know, we can do this. We can do this. I'm like, you know? yes, we can. <laughs> and I don't think he ever, you know, thought otherwise. And so um, for me, it's pretty vivid. And um, you know, we had gotten to a point right before 2012, and um, we knew we wanted to, and. Um, we were on a cruise with my family and, um, we were walking to dinner and John says, well, we're going to, we're going to tell your family tonight that we're going to adopt. And, uh, I was nervous to kind of, you know, say the words, you know, uh, publicly or just, you know, out, out loud. And, uh, we sat down at dinner and we shared it with everybody. And, um, that was Christmas time in December of 2011. And, uh, Zeke was born July 8th of 2012. Well, I think we. And, and a lot happened in that time, but that's how quick it happened.
1: As you know, through our community and Watershed, we had a lot of people, like especially Billy and Tracy, that were so, so powerful in like directing us on like how to adopt and what to expect. Cause we weren't, you know, like we didn't know the legal ramifications of it. Like I just don't take no for an answer. So I knew we were going to adopt. I knew we were going to get married and knew we were going to have a kids because that's what we wanted. And we absolutely can have that. And so, but I just didn't know what that looked like. Legally, logistically kind of thing. And they were very paramount and, you know, like helping guide us in that and connected us with a lady in Charlotte. That was great. And we walked in and we sit in her office and we're like, we we're ready to wait like two or three years. And she kind of laughed and she's like, based on your answers, like all you guys have said is that you will take any race. You will take any sex and any reversible medical conditions that we are aware of. Of course, with any child, you don't know how they're going to be born. Um, But at the time, we were open to any reversible medical conditions. And now, with a little knowledge, we may. Would you know? We've kind of changed that a little bit too. But uh, anyway. So she's, she kind of laughed, and she's like, oh, we could have you a baby in three months. And we were like, ah, that's funny. Yeah. We, we um, I never
2: believed that. i still still thinking about it now when you talk about it. I, I
1: we uh really we kind of moved kind of slowly. I'm kind of the, okay, let's do this right now. And Blair's like, okay, this is how we're going to do this. And he kind of does the heavy lifting. I'm the dreamer, mm-hmm. and you kind of figure it out. <laughs> but uh I mean, we kind of started the process and had a few meetings. In the first few cases that we got, we said no to. Um, it just didn't feel right. Blair was covering the both the Republican and Democratic National Convention, some of the biggest things in his career, and I had got a job promotion in Charlotte as a education paramedic um, and part of the education team, and it just didn't feel right at the time they kept giving us cases but it didn't feel right um although we had moved the dogs out of what was the nursery because <laughs> our dogs had their own bedroom and we we did paint the walls and some random neighbors gave us diapers that i put in the attic and
2: that was that they sat there and them. they just yeah. kind of
1: sit there and then all of a sudden june 26 uh we got a phone we had met with our adoption person that does her home study in Charlotte for like the second round. And she's like, everyone wants to move really quickly with you guys. Uh, It seems like you guys are kind of slowing us down a little bit and like, yeah, you know, like whenever. And she's like, "But I have this case and I just feel like that you guys should look at it and our situation. And we did, I remember looking at it at work without you. And I called you and said, let's meet for lunch. And we met at the Bagel Place on Exit 23 in Huntersville. And we both were like looking through it.
2: And we both started... Do I have this mixed up? Right? You do. have It's It's okay. I was going to let you kind of roll with it. but oh, go uh, ahead. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were I love dinner. this because
0: this is like well, pure parenthood right here where you like but, can't remember which child, it is. like I've what day noticed. and what time. Yes. I love There's this. So just keep going. Three so. days
2: there that um, really gelled and where life moves so quickly and that we decided this in three days and from start to finish and so it it does kind of run together but we were actually at dinner that night jonathan you had looked at the profile that day and you said you need to look at this profile and um i said yeah okay let's look at tonight we we met for dinner after work uh with a family that they had um gone the route of surrogacy. Some a same-sex couple had gone the route of surrogacy. You're right, yeah. <laughs> and so we had dinner <laughs> with them. It's all coming
0: back to Jonathan now. <laughs> right. It's all coming back to
2: <laughs> So we had dinner with them. And so we were actually considering surrogacy at that for maybe five seconds. And we had dinner with them. And we left there like, wow, that was a lot. And we got home that night. And he said, you need to look at this profile. And, and I remember lying in bed and I was just reading through it. And there was a sonogram picture in there of um, what was Zeke. And uh, I don't know if it was that or what, but, you know, it it definitely spoke to me. And I said to Jonathan, I said, there's really no reason why we should not pursue this. We
1: both started crying, like looking at the profile and we're like, this is our
2: child. We knew from the moment we opened that up that that was supposed to be our child. And, And so the next morning we let our agency know, look, we're really interested, but also, at the same time, when you're going through a private adoption route, you have to be prepared to have the money up front. It's very expensive. you are talking tens of thousands of dollars. And um, we honestly weren't – at that moment, we were not ready to pull the trigger and send thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 across the country. We just weren't. And um, and so they said – yeah, We were nervous. Yeah, we were just – you know, concerned about so that so next morning-
0: I'm going to pause you guys right there because myself included, and I think some people that are listening that are interested in adoption, this might be surprising to some right. people that it, private okay. adoption is that expensive. So, can you just dig in a little bit on w- where that money goes?
2: Well, um, I don't know if we're totally best suited to answer that because it can go a lot of different ways. Um, a lot of it goes to legal fees, right? a um, Time goes to legal fees, and and you and we worked with three different agencies, I think, in the process of so Zeke. We know more than that.
1: We we had our agency in Charlotte. The birth mother had an agency in California. I'm sorry, in Seattle, Washington. Zeke had an agency that represented him in California, and then the overall adoption agency was also in California. So, you actually, have four agencies. So legally, there's a lot involved, and there were some issues legally Mm -hmm. um that we may have to address so zeke's was a little more of an expensive adoption than what a normal adoption would a typical adoption is like thirty five thousand, and someone looks at like ah, how can we come that money and you know one of our friends said because we we didn't have it all right away and one of our friends like don't let finances be in the way of you becoming parents if you think this is right and he was exactly right like you're amazing that people that kind of come through like right away that are like, we can help. What do you need? You know, uh, Blair went to a local bank in Cornelius and he kind of told him her story and like, we'll do whatever you need, you know, um, to make this happen kind of thing there, there are ways you can raise money. You know, if you need to, we didn't have that kind of time. Um, or we didn't have time to move a lot of money around. We needed that money in
2: 24 hours. Yeah. So what I was going to pick up the story is that next morning we said, um, yes, we're interested. And they said, okay, well, um, we will put you in the mix, uh, for this birth mom to consider you all. And we knew it was between us and two other couples or two other families. And, um, but the caveat with that to be looked at, you have to then wire the money <laughs> within about 24 hours and we weren't there. And so we pulled together a couple different resources you know, my family was pretty helpful, but, um, you know, then we, we pulled the trigger on that and we had everything, um, sent and we, um, then waited and we didn't know what was going to happen. Tell and that's, the story about you and the bank. Yeah. I'll never forget, you know, sitting in the Wells Fargo branch in, uh, North Carolina and, um, sitting down telling them I needed to wire, um, X amount of money. Uh, you know, and we're talking tens of thousands of dollars, 40,000, yeah, right? across the country. And, And I had, we had no guarantees of where it's going, you know, and, um, I remember sitting there talking to the banker and she goes, what's this for? And I, I told her what it was for and I just burst out in tears and she said, oh, it's going to be okay. I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not worried about, it's not the money I'm worried about. It's, this is knowing that, you know, we are taking a step toward our dream and it's, this is a reality, whether it's this, this situation or not. And. It was just a really emotional thing at that moment because I know we had spent the last 24 hours trying to figure out what are we going to do, how are we going to do this, and what do we do? I mean, there were
1: days that it seemed almost impossible to ever be parents or seemed like it was such a far-fetched dream and now, looking with two kids and potentially three. You know, like everyone goes through that, and I think people probably go through that if they struggle with uh, pregnancy. But it's – it's the same, right? You've got to
2: persevere and you got to believe in it. And you know, yeah. if you want it bad enough, it'll happen. Well, and and I remember driving from the bank. This is where Jonathan was talking about lunch. We had lunch that day. Oh, that's right. And at the bagel shop. And I had driven from the bank to go meet him at this lunch place. And I was praying like crazy on the ride there. And, and I saw him and just start crying. We both started crying. And I said, if this is our situation, if this is our son, if this is meant to be... Um, there's no reason why it shouldn't be.
1: And we went in it very clear, right? Like we were in a weird way. We didn't want our adoption to fail, but if it was, we were okay with that. And here's why some people may, be like, well, why would you say that? But we would always want to make sure that the birth parents, especially the birth mother was felt 100% comfortable in the decision she made.
0: I and that was so it. important So as you guys are talking, it's just – my stomach is just like turning over because it the parallels between um, the clients that I work with that conceive naturally and then the couples that I work with that adopt and then the couples that I work with um, that have done like IUI and IVF. Like that moment in the bank, Blair, like that is – every parent – that desires to have a child, like, has that moment. Like, even if it's, hey, I ovulated and we had sex tonight and, like, I hope that maybe this would result in a baby. Like, that moment where you're like, oh, we didn't use protection and, oh, I'm ovulating, you know? Or, like, that moment where you go in for IVF or IUI and it's implantation day and you're just waiting then for a week, two weeks, like, am I am I pregnant you know and so um I just wanted to like honor that for a minute because no matter what route we take to become parents there are just so many parallels and that's a huge one like that waiting period when you're yearning for something and you've make it made a decision to run towards it man it just it feels the same no matter what the story is so yeah
2: that's that's really interesting because I haven't thought about it from that perspective, you know.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and I I know that um, I, I forget what day of the week that was, um, but then we knew Zeke was born within two weeks, so we knew a decision would have to be made fairly quickly. And so I knew whatever we got to the weekend, and probably three days had passed at this point, where we had, you know. We've, we've committed everything at this point. We're now we're just waiting for someone to we say yes. We were so
1: anxious we were barely talking to each other. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> Jonathan, gets we a, Jonathan gets a little uptight when he doesn't have the situation completely under control. So this was completely out of his control and my control. But um, we had gotten to the weekend and he really had talked himself into just not feeling well, I, I really believe. And um, so – he decides, I'm going to urgent care. I got to go get, you know, some for whatever this is. Clearly, I uh, thought I had structure.
0: I'm dying right now because this is like so, every dad ever is like right at the end of pregnancy, especially, or like, you know, right before the baby comes. Like,
1: you know, I have no sympathy for them. I'm they sorry, dads tragedy. kind of fall apart.
0: So, okay, so, you're at urgent I mean, care.
1: Running around with wd 40, like spraying the locks on the doors and. I was—I I don't know why I did this. Remember, I went and got a load of mulch because I thought it was going to be the last time we ever had a nice-looking <laughs> like flower bed in our yard. And so I'm out there like getting mulch all day Saturday, spring stuff on the doors, and I, we're running around like crazy trying to get stuff done. And then all of a sudden, like I'm sick. I, yeah, I have, we haven't heard from her. That said, I'm sick. I'm go. I gotta go to the doctor. So
2: he goes to the doctor, and uh, he's gone for a while. And this is probably the first time, you know, we're kind of away from each other while we were just waiting to hear something, and um, and so I'm by myself, and the agency calls from out in Seattle, and um, and it was a the agency was called a Child's Dream, and they we hit it off with them great. they were they, amazing. They were amazing. So, but this was, like, I think, the first time we had. We kept bugging them. They're like, "We'll call you when we know something." You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're like, "Gosh, we're we don't want to call too much and all this stuff." So anyway, so they call it was me. It's very much like dating. It very much so was like that. Except you call me because you're just th-
0: waiting for what the birth mom to make a decision. Yes,
2: yeah, we, we knew the birth mom was looking at us and two other families, and so we were like, "Oh man, we we really want this," and you know, we we were we were two hundred percent in, and I, I think we would have been devastated if it didn't work out, and. Um, And I think Jonathan, honestly, was starting to talk himself into going down that dark road of like, this isn't going to work out. I was sick. (laughs) So anyway, he's at urgent care and they call me and they say, well, where's Jonathan? We want to get you guys both on the phone. I'm like, uh, and I didn't want to say he's, uh, sick or what? I was like, uh, he's out running some errands and, uh, they're like, well, we need to talk to both of you. I'm like, well, what is it? What is it? And they, um, they go, well, she's picked you. And I'm like, I'm jumping up and down in our living room by myself. I'm getting my throat, throat swabbed at <laughs> <to> urgent care. <laughs> and I, and so Please
0: tell I, me it was negative. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so of course
2: it was. They said, uh, well, um, we, we'd like to, you know, set up a call with you and, and the birth mom. And we're like, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I need to get in touch with Jonathan and I'll call you back. And... Um, So that I get off the phone with them and I'm trying to get Jonathan. I can't get him. I just cannot get him. I cannot get him. And this goes on and on and on. Yeah, I think. Oh, I did. I called urgent care and I said, Where's Jonathan? They said, Well, he just left and I can't get him. I can't get him. so I'm standing out in the garage. I had to stop by CVS and get some ginger (laughs) (laughs) ale. And he pulls in and he gets out of the car and he's like so depressed. He's like, Well, they told me. I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. She picked us. And. He just fell to his knees, and we just cried and oh. and laughed, and got so excited. I felt better. <laughs> he instantly felt better. <laughs>
0: instantly not sick. So it's kind of symbolic because I always joke too when people are like going through like a a pregnancy. There a lot of times the dads like you know they gain the the pregnancy weight too, and they suddenly have nausea and like you know. So you only had a two week window, and I just. I just want to say you had to go through it, Jonathan. So you Um, were just, you were right there, you know.
2: I'm (laughs) so so thankful we did. Because now, you know, I talked to, we talked to friends who are nine months pregnant and they get, you know, three types of baby (laughs) wrap warmers or whatever. (laughs) We didn't have a a damn crib when we gone out there. And our, our best friend had bought us a crib. You know, the church community came on and dropped bags of clothes off. We didn't have anything, you know, and See, the one Scott that- mom like got us a crib and she like, we didn't even know what kind she was picking out. We're just like, just do
1: it. It's we, fine. Right? We like we no time a- for it.
0: a baby shower at all. I mean, right. this is like, she's what, 38 weeks pregnant when she chooses yep. you.
1: She was 38 weeks. Yep. That's right.
0: Wow. Okay. So what happens next? Because I remember getting on the phone with you guys. This is probably two weeks later. So just walk me wow. through those last two weeks. I'm so, really so curious.
1: We're on the phone with you, right? You what? I think, I think we we talked to her when we were in the airport on okay. the way out to California. So the next two weeks, we're just like running around getting stuff done, right? We now have a nursery instead of a dog's bedroom. And we did paint it. Yeah. Um, and your parents came up and really symbolic. They gave Blair the same bassinet kind of crib that he was raised in. Um, So that
2: was really fun. We put that in our bedroom. And then... And it was really just kind of getting life in order. And and we knew that um, Zeke was born in California. And so we were really trying to get things in order so we could pull the trigger when she called because we knew that she wanted us to be there.
1: And she was great. She was updating us like how she was feeling every day. Um, And, you know, we wanted to make sure that she was comfortable and prepared to go to the hospital so we sent some like a robe and a care package because we knew that we wouldn't be there right and she wanted us to kind of be one in this
2: which we're so grateful for right. um but but it was really better of just trying to get everything in order so it, so we'd be able to book flights instantly so we'd be able to have someone come take care of the dog someone come and do just the stuff that we didn't know how long we'd be gone you know once this happened you know and so it was trying to be prepared, you know, just to a, have a hotel lined up just in case. And I remember constantly checking flights like, OK, what would be the best time of day for this to happen to fly out to L.A. if we need to book a <laughs> flight in two hours? You know what I mean? Like it's either going to be thousands of dollars. It's going to be four hundred dollars, you know. And and so I knew. And so we had a we had our bags packed and we had set them aside. And so we had a whole plan put together oh, for boy. when this happened, and we knew exactly what was going to happen. We, we actually had,
1: rehearsed it a little bit.
2: <laughs> we had someone who was going to take us to the airport we had it all planned out because we were ready to go and um, and we talked to her the day before, and she said she, most
1: likely she would be Im- induced the following week um, being her first pregnancy, and you know she had some back pain, but other than that she was really doing great and Um, so we were confident that day to like, we went out on our boat with friends on Lake Norman. Right. So we're out on the, why don't you tell that part of the story and I'll pick up from. So we're out on the boat and we're just like, okay, this is like our last time without parents. Like, this is crazy. This is fun. And we're, we're having drinks and we're enjoying a lunch. Uh, and then all of a sudden my phone rings and it. It's, it's Brianne Zeke's mom
2: and she never really called us as we always kind of arranged it, and we would call her, right? And so we knew that when she called us, it was something
1: so, it's like your heart starts palpating and she's like hi And she's just being amazing that she is She says, I'm in labor and I'm gonna be headed to the hospital soon And like I walked away from the table because we were with a group of friends And like, I can't even get the words out when I'm back. And I'm like, we gotta go right now. And that was the fastest boat ride back to our house (laughs) that we've probably ever had. And then.
2: So we got back to the house and we, on the way back, we're like, okay, you're gonna go into the bedroom and you're gonna get stuff in order. And I'm gonna get on the computer and we're going to book these flights and get out there as soon as we can. And we're gonna call our friend Robin who gonna pick us up and take us to the airport. And so we get back to the house, I'm sitting down. You know, looking for the flights, trying to book the next the flight really to quick And so I said, OK, our flight's in two hours to LAX, and we got to be at the airport in an hour.
1: And in no time, Robin and Mark show up. The person that's taking care of her dog show up. The neighbor comes over to make sure what they need. Like, everyone was falling into place. Yeah. And then, except Jonathan.
2: He wasn't <laughs> falling into place.
0: The strep throat he- came back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he comes running around the corner. He says... Blair, what are we gonna do? We can well, how are we gonna do this? My hair's not ready. How, how am I gonna do this? What am I gonna do? He's flipping out. <laughs> and I was in a tank
1: top in like swim trunks and I was sweaty and nasty. We didn't I didn't even have time to shower. And then all of a sudden I kept thinking is this is a first impression that she is basing us off looks alone. Oh my god, what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna put on? I'm gonna meet her at midnight after going uh, eight-hour flight to LA and I literally can remember just grabbing clothes off the hanger and shoving them into my over already over 50 pound suitcase
0: <laughs> so was there anything I, I, for the baby in the suitcase or is it just clothes
2: <laughs> oh no well, oh we, yeah we had we go we, did, oh, we so. did
1: yeah we did we had a, we had a separate suitcase for just the baby I had my, I had my own suitcase. It was
0: just a joke. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'm like, just a joke.
2: We don't joke about luggage in okay. this house. <laughs>
0: I'm the one in the airport line, like, taking stuff out. Oh, so you guys got a flight so fast. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I guess Charlotte to L.A. happens often, but well, i yeah, At
2: the time, AirTran, it was whatever we could find. It we was, went from
1: uh, Charlotte to Atlanta
2: Yeah. and
1: Atlanta to L.A.,
2: and so we got to LA. Probably. Oh no, no.
1: But we called Heidi when we were at the airport waiting for a flight because there was a layover in Atlanta. Um, and I, rem- I don't know. I remember the flight was going to take off at 1039. And I'm I was just like, can you help prepare us for this? Right. Like, what do we need to do? And things like that. And you were great. You talked a lot about coaching, breathing, like being supportive, a lot of like, emotional contact as well as like holding her hand if that's what she needs to see make sure she has like a cold rag if that's what she needs a lot of breathing techniques you know um which was really helpful and it kind of put me at ease a little bit be like okay i think we can do this
0: two dad doulas i love it <laughs> and um so, i just want uh, to interject right there because <clears throat> jonathan you guys I think I talked to Jonathan on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you may not even remember this, but my takeaway from that conversation is I just remember thinking, lord god, please let her have a vaginal birth because the volunteer work that I had done with some of the crisis teen pregnancy centers here, the number one goal for moms that were choosing life and um, you know, kind of being a vessel to parenthood for um, the adopting parents, is to not have that scar forever uh, oh, in a talk. long in a yeah, long sure. healing process. Yeah, so I just can't, I remember thinking, getting off the phone with you, and I think I had said, you know, tried to give you a couple things to try to help her avoid a C section, but um, but it is of the utmost importance to try um, to have a vaginal birth. When you are, if at all possible, when a mom is um, passing their child, you know, over to um, the parents. So it's a hard recovery for a C-section and then a lifetime scar. So I just remember saying a little prayer um, for Zeke's mom. And um, and then you got on that plane from Atlanta to to L.A. And so then what happened when you landed? Or actually, no, tell me about the airplane ride.
2: (laughs) Well, um, I had been wanting to read a book, Best Baby on the Block, and I had my own freak out moment, I think, once I got on the plane, like. He spit read the book to the plane Yeah, I read the book on the plane ride because I was flipping out on how do you take care of a baby?
1: (laughs) I was taking pictures and trying to document it all and telling anyone that would listen on that plane that
2: we were going to get our son. Yes, he was telling everyone, we're gonna be dads, we're going to get a baby. You know what I mean? and
1: and I still had my swim trunks on. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm reading this book about the five S's of how you handle an infant, the shushing, and the, all that stuff. And, and he literally,
1: about. at one point, he looks at me, and he goes, Jonathan, practice with me. What are the five S's? It's swaddling. Yeah. It's swishing. It's soothing. And I go, Blair, can you just stop? We're about to be dads. <laughs>
2: So. No, oh, actually <laughs> I, I am I am a big supporter of that book and I believe it's you know I, I tell anybody it it saved our um it just it was amazing for us as far as how to take care of a baby and we used it with both Seek and Cash and I tell everybody who listens it's the best book. Okay, but awesome.
0: So say the name of it again and I'll put it in the show baby.
2: notes. Best baby on the block.
0: Best baby on the block. Okay. Hey, it's Heidi. I'm interrupting the podcast to let you know about a free resource that I've created for you at birthstory.com. All you have to do is go to birthstory.com and then click the tab that says the workbook. Once you put your email address in, an entire resource library of all of my secret sauces are available to you for free as my thank you for listening to the Birth Story podcast and being part of this community. At birthstory.com, under the workbook, you will find a birth plan template, articles on circumcision, delayed cord clamping, flipping a breech baby, packing your hospital bag, acupressure points, placenta encapsulation, and so much more. There are over 20 free articles ready for you to download at birthstory.com. Now, let's get back to this amazing episode.
2: And so we get to LAX and we land and there's a voicemail on Jonathan's phone.
1: And the voicemail says that um, she was sent home because uh, she, yes, she was in labor, but she wasn't close to having the baby. So if you guys haven't got on the plane yet, you can stay home, take your time, and we'll be in touch in a few days. And we're like... Oh, wow. Well, we like LA. We like Santa Monica. <laughs> this will be good. And I was more just so excited that I could sleep and that I didn't smell like oh. lake water. <laughs> and so. We got a rental car and we googled how far in between LAX yeah. and Bakersfield.
2: We're sitting at the, uh, sitting at LAX in the parking garage of the rental car, and we're like, Johnny goes, "Where are we going to go tonight?" <laughs> and we're trying to figure out where we can use some points for a hotel because we're probably going to be stuck in L.A. for about three weeks. Well, I kind of <laughs> got
1: excited at that point. I was like, "I was like, do you want to go to Santa Monica?" And he's like, "No, it's almost one a.m. Like, <laughs> we need to find a hotel."
2: So we said, "Okay, we're just going to go stay at this whatever hotel that." Marriott, whatever. And it was, it was the Great Wolf. I mean, the uh, six, six Flags. flags. And, and so we go there, and it's probably like 3, 8, 4 a.m., whatever. And and so we, we just go get some sleep. And about 7 a.m., we probably were sleeping two hours. At 7 a.m., our phone rings again.
1: And it's her. And she <laughs> says that she's still in labor and that if that continues to happen through the day, she would go to the hospital um, however, she would really like to meet us and have dinner with us and kind of start our family together, you know, because we've always, and we were very open and we always looked at it as one family versus adoptive and birth family. Like, no, we're just family. Like, can we just be family? Can we just be one and have Zeke our children's, whether that's Zeke, Cash or any child, their best interest in mine. So we said, yeah, that'll be great. Um, but we we were kind of excited because once we heard from her again we felt reassured everything was okay and we went back to sleep and then i remember we had like this amazing hotel breakfast and um we got ready and we were kind of heading there to have dinner with her and she called and said that her water had broke um and she was headed to the hospital and so all the way from that area to bakersfield was probably about an hour to two hours blair and i rehearsed like we're literally going to meet her and her family and she's going to be in labor. Like, you know, and Blair had never witnessed labor, nor had he ever seen it. And I was like, she may be very vocal. She, you know, and she may be frustrated. She may be happy. She may be sad. You don't know like what emotions that's going to bring. And so, but this is how we're going to respond. And this is how we're going to be because she's really like meeting us right away. Um, and so We get there, and we got there, and she wasn't there yet. She actually— We beat her
2: to the hospital. We beat
1: her to the hospital. (laughs) High five. Uh, And so the really kind nurse said, I'm going to be her nurse. Uh, We understand that she's coming. And why don't you guys go get your car seat at Babies R Us? And so that we did, and we came back, and— we definitely could tell there was more activity in the triage area of labor and delivery. And they go, okay, we're just checking her now to make sure everything's good. And she's here, and the nurse comes back and says, we're having a baby today. So there's <coughs> like, oh, I gotta go get the camera, I gotta get all the paperwork, I gotta get the diaper bag. And so he goes out to the rental car, and I'm like standing there, and I can hear her in the lobby, um, Obviously she's in pain and she's having contractions and the doors open and they push her right by. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm Jonathan. And then her mom like hugs me and she's like, oh my God, you're our family, it's Zeke's dad. And like, there's this embrace and we're tearing up and, but there's no Blair, he's in the car. And so off we go and they get ready for the epidural. And all I can think about is this is great, but where is Blair? Blair's nowhere to be found. He's gonna kill me. We practiced all this. And of course, like I couldn't just let her walk by. Like I basically wanted to jump on the
0: stretcher with her to be like, Hey, it's me.
1: <laughs> this is the person you picked oh. to raise your oh. son.
0: <laughs>
2: so,
0: now and she was de- I mean, her water was broken. She's you could hear her, so she was deep in labor. Like uh, ready for the epidural.
1: Uh ready for the epidural, yep, that's right. Yep. yep. So um anyway. Once she got the epidural, she was very calm, very mellow, uh, and just really wanted to hang out and watch TV and learn about us. Like, she was more worried about what we needed, and we're like, "No, no, no, mm. let's like." And that's her personality: very loving, very, yeah. you know, just that's her in general. Like, very yeah. making sure everyone else is okay, and you know, like we're like, "What do you need?" And so at one point, I, I have this weird thing where I love hospital cafeteria food, and so I'm like let's go get some food. I wasn't even hungry, but I just like the thought of going to eat at a cafeteria in the hospital. <laughs> and so I just wanted to give them some space too, because her mom and her grandmother were there and her, you know, there, we just, it was like we had known them forever. It was, it was beautiful. And so we start walking towards the cafeteria and I'm getting really excited about my tuna sandwich from the cafeteria <laughs> and my phone rings. And it's the room. And I'm like, oh, no, she's changed her mind. And they're like, you better get back here because your baby's about to be born. And so, oh, I mean, wow, fast. dash mm-hmm. through the hallway. And we're, like, we're back. And yeah. we open the door and stuff is happening fast.
2: And the doctor walks in and he says, get ready, boys. This is going to be quick. <laughs> and so we... We kind of had it planned out and she had a birth plan that we
1: were respecting where we were going to stand and where it was going to happen. And that all went out the window like that didn't really happen. Um, Blair helped hold up one of her legs and I was up at her head. And so my
2: reminder, Jonathan is a paramedic and he (laughs) is used to dealing with people and medical things. I can't handle a paper cut. So there we are. You so, should have yeah.
0: been totally flip-flop positions but <laughs> this is awesome. All so, birth plans go out the window regardless so this is amazing.
1: So they put the oxygen on her to help her breathe and I'm like and I'm kind of like rubbing her hair and That's it came great. so natural and she's holding my hand and she's holding her That's mom and grandmother's hand yes. and I can't remember it like it happened yeah. 5 minutes ago yeah. and she, she's it's just it's so beautiful and um and you know like you want to be respectful because you know, there is no modesty in labor, right? Um, But I I want to be as respectful as we can, but like we're in it, right? Like we're there. And so, and she's like kind of breathing and I'm kind of like, take a deep breath. You're doing great. You're doing great. And she starts to crown and Blair is making more noise than she is at this point. (laughs) And he's holding my hand to the point where it's hurting. He's gripping it so bad. And he goes, are you ready? He whispers in the chaos, are you ready for this? And I'm like, well, now is probably not the time to tell me that you're not, right? Like, I mean, Blair, that's the, that's the head. Like, I don't get it. And he's like, I think he's a midget. I go, what? And, and I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, his head, it's so small. And about that time, before I could even get it out, she pushed. And Blair arched his back up against the wall as if he was the one pushing. And all he kept saying was, whoa, whoa, whoa. And his woes just got louder until Zeke's head appeared. And then he quickly came out. And I had cut a few umbilical cords from I. As a paramedic, you've got to spend time in labor and delivery, but then you also have delivered some babies. And so, I was so nervous that we were both. They gave us each scissors Mm -hmm. to cut, and we were shaking so much. I Blair couldn't Blair cut his, and I couldn't cut mine.
0: That is so precious, Jonathan. Oh Um, my goodness! And then
1: uh, it was important (laughs) for us that they bond right away, and as it was for her. And so they did skin to skin, Um, and then. He came over, they checked him, and then we instantly started doing skin to skin with him uh-huh. and uh he still has the same face when he cries- uh-huh. uh you know you don't know in every state is different like yeah. how adoption works like no adoption is that your child right away right The mother still has very much legal rights as she should, um and it can be some states it can be seven days, some it can be three. Minimum, I think the, the most minimal states three and then California where we are, the mother can choose anywhere from three days to 365 days to make a final decision. Um, and so that's that's scary as a because you want to be a parent, but you want to make sure everything's done right for the child. And so everything we've read and maybe you suggested this, I honestly don't remember, but we wanted to get her some food like she was ready to eat. Um, and the cafeteria was closed, and so she wanted to Taco to Bell. So Blair and I went, yes. and we got Taco Bell. Um, and we get back, and she, in a very surreal, very memorable, very special, she's like, I want to give you your son, but just promise me you'll always let him know I loved him so much to let him go. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, Powerful, mm-hmm. you know she's giving us a part of her, yeah. And that was, uh, I mean, it's. I will never, like that's real. That's happening, right, man? And, uh, you know, things were happening quick. She's moved to the ma- mother baby unit,
2: um, and it, it goes back to what you were saying about she was. She's always been very respectful of our role. And of what she perceives that role to be and and it's always been um it's always been so amazing and we've been so fortunate and and I think that's that was a bit well
1: you know that's I think that's the thing like looking at looking even as I'm talking back of that is it that transition is fast right and a lot of times you may not have control over that but they were full, the labor and delivery unit. And so it was moving fast. You were going to a mother baby unit when all we wanted to do was sit in that moment. We didn't want to leave the room. We didn't want to leave her. We didn't want to leave him. We didn't want to leave her family. We just wanted to be still and be there. And that wasn't happening. It was moving fast. Um, and so I can remember them putting him in the nursery cart and they push us up to the same floor and she said the the birth plan was that we would bond with him in a separate room and she wanted that as well. And I can remember that night. She wanted to get out of the hospital relatively soon. Um, And that night I heard her crying and I'm like, I'm not OK with this. One of us, we said, are gonna, one of us are going to stay with Zeke and one of us are going to go and be with her because it's not us and her it's not us versus her it's just it's an us right we're equal in this together and if she has pain we want to feel pain if she has hurt we want to know about that we want open clear organic communication in this because all we care about is Zeke's best interest and part of his best interest is loving and being there for his mom who gave him life um and so I can remember just like holding her and hugging her and say we're gonna get through this together and and she didn't want us to know that she was upset, but we knew she was upset. And, um, and so the next morning she left
2: and I mean, she came over to our room and she spent right,
1: some time with the, yeah. it was very emotional. She was by herself. Um, it was, we were all crying and, um, you know, here's, we met someone on a gurney that's in labor and now she's walking out of the hospital yeah. with a a part that's not attached to her. Right. And that's symbolic. That's powerful. That's, and she's trusting us with a part of her to, to raise. And I think everyone gets into adoptions for different reasons, but it's so important to know, like, you know, that it's, it's so healthy to be one in this situation, you know? Um, when the birth mother chooses adoption, she's already choosing to make the best decision. What she thinks is for the child, but probably the hardest decision she'll ever make of her life. Mm -hmm. And so she said she was discharged and said goodbye. Um, And I didn't really know much about what happened after that. Um, We were sleep deprived. We had been up all night Um, and we were just really tired and, I thought, okay, he's, we're gonna go home the next day. We need to get some sleep. So, in this hospital chair and bed's not really cutting it. Um, and Blair will have a good story to tell you in just a second. So we asked if Zeke could go to the nursery and they're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We only have the NICU. And so, oh, oh. Okay.
2: <laughs> so Jonathan proceeds to get comfy in the patient's bed. I was tired. And under the blankets and asking for ginger ale and asking for ice chips. And <laughs> Well,
1: I, I run the nurse call bell because I, I was tired. And I said, hey, can I get some ginger ale and ice chips? Um, and she looked really confused because it wasn't the nurse that was taking care of us on the mother and baby unit. Because here are two dads and a baby on a mother and baby unit. She just looked at us said okay shook her head and walked out of the room she was really confused um <laughs> you know but it was i don't know you really thought that was funny that i was I like, Blair, funny, Blair's like you acted like you gave birth to yeah, right.
0: so are you so she was allowed to leave the hospital but were you guys allowed to leave the hospital
1: not right away no because he okay. had to stay right a vaginal delivery there had to stay 48 yeah. hours
0: Okay, so that was just a medical, like, just to yeah, keep checking right. on the baby or whatever. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she came back the next day and met with us and met with him, and it was great. Um, and we knew we were kind of, like, leaving that day. And you have to take a mandatory class, and sometimes it's just, like, checking boxes about, like, postpartum and making sure, like, the car seat was good. That, the car seat was a separate thing, but – Blair, not being a medical person, we went into this really bizarre room, kind of a conference room, and they all had pads on the chairs because, you know, most moms that are sitting right beside us just gave birth. And there's some things that are happening down there, right? <laughs> and they might need those pads, but they're blaring.
0: <laughs> they made you go through the postpartum yeah. class? Yeah.
2: They did. It's I'm it's so confused. Work. Okay. And- talking about breastfeeding and everything. We're yeah. Like, we had to watch
1: the breastfeeding. We're video. like right on. Here we are. It's like, Here it, we are. We had to <laughs> Oh my goodness. We didn't really fit into the box. So uh, I'm like, yeah, we, we should take one of those pads home for a souvenir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and some health insurance somewhere paid for this too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Even better. I have a question for you guys. Did, um, Did Zeke's birth mom ever, did she want to nurse or did she nurse at all in those first moments when you went to go get Taco Bell?
1: No, she did not. And most adoption agencies actually encourage that not to happen. Um, Medically, that's a good thing to happen. Bonding, that's a very tough thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was Um, curious so
1: is circumcision right so like you you don't make that decision right away typically in adoption because some families may want it and some may not and if the birth family wants it but the adoptive family doesn't or vice versa it can delay the process
0: okay oh yeah i didn't even think about that so
1: <laughs> asked when zeke had it done if we wanted to go watch
0: did well, you know,
2: no, no. no. Oh,
1: Okay. <laughs> i don't need to see that because we did the bell curve with zeke um
2: Oh, you don't mean to tell us. Well, part? I'm sure Zeke's gonna really enjoy this podcast when he's over. But it's
1: true. So, so, so this happens in a relationship often, where Blair looks at me, and it will probably happen one time in this podcast. He just did the look for the verbally doing. It. He gave me the look like Jonathan. Stop.
2: I'm just thinking. But this is great.
1: Like, so we went out on our first dinner date, and his foreskin fell off. And... So, but Blair's mom thought it would be okay to put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in his baby book, which we threw away. I mean, that's awkward. <laughs> but I'm like, mm-hmm. so like two days later, I'm like, what's this? And she's just like, oh, I saved it. I thought you would want that.
0: Oh, my
2: God. No big deal.
0: I don't know anyone who has their foreskin in their baby book. <laughs> just Zeke the doesn't either, just say no. <laughs> okay. Thank goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So w- when you got out of this nursing postpartum class, they actually let you just leave the hospital at that well, point? So we,
1: right? No, not exactly. We had my to God. wait. We waited a little bit for a social worker to come to say that all the paperwork right. had been signed. Um, because she had to sign paperwork, but she could not legally sign until 72 hours. Right. Um, so, and you cannot sign in the hospital in the state of California. You have to sign once you're discharged. And so that brings another thing up right for the delay. If it is a, a C-section versus a vaginal delivery. Um, so and every state is different and every state has different laws, which is very confusing for adoptive families when you're looking at states adopt and what states Pro adoption and which may have more difficult restrictions, kind of thing. So, when the social worker came and said that, I mean, she was amazing right away. She wanted us to make sure he had our last name. Um, his first name was a big deal to her, um, and we wanted to make sure that we honored that. And so, Zeke is Zeke named by his mom, and uh, so but she wanted to make sure that he had our last name and like anything like legal she would if they referred to her she would just refer them to us um which talking to the adoption worker is that we said she's like literally this was like if there's a perfect case this mm. was literally perfect like textbook of what you want one to look you guys had an understanding but there was so much mutual respect and a lot of times there's not um and often sadly that comes from the adoptive family like They feel like once the baby's born, they have full control. And that's just not the case. Um, And, you know, what I think that's important question to ask is like, why are you in this? And that it's important for the child. Um, So anyway, I went and put a car seat in a rental car and probably sweated out 10 pounds (laughs) while Blair packed everything up. And we left. Bakersfield, When well, we got in the car seat and she was at the hospital to meet us when we left. That was important for us and for her. And um, so we left the hospital, we made a few stops, and then we had our hotel right outside of LA because we wanted to be close to the airport because you have something called um, ICP laws, which are- What's that? ICPC? ICPC, yeah, which is like travel laws with
2: traveling with a newborn from state to state. And so So basically we have to get approval from California to be able to travel. And, but we also needed to approve from North Carolina to travel. So California had signed off on it, but we knew we needed to wait uh, for North Carolina. And so Z, I forget what day of the week he was born on. um, Last Saturday. Okay. So we left the hospital around Monday, Tuesday and... And so we were waiting. We were waiting for North Carolina to sign off on this. Every day we were waiting, and we it, it could have been well. And we just, a week the, or our watershed community and friends Dan and Rochelle, had just adopted, and they took three weeks in Arizona.
1: So we were we were prepared to stay for three weeks. Right. I was
2: really excited about our adventures in LA. Yeah, and but keep in mind, it's us who've never been parents, and we're sitting in a hotel. You, you don't, you know. I always joke because we didn't, we were not able to sterilize, you know, bottles, and we didn't you know, have that fancy we could. Right. Warmer, didn't we we could warm milk. We couldn't do anything that people do normally now. We had and, that housekeeper help us change that. As well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Blair was great.
1: He found the perfect hotel with the help of my sister. Perfectly located, in front of a Target, behind a Walmart, just in case one didn't have what the other we needed, and so. We're on the way to like L.A. with their newborn and I'm in the back seat. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, God, Blair, I didn't Google like how long a child can stay in a car seat like a <laughs> newborn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Blair, pull we have to pull over, pull over right now. We got to get this kid out of here and make sure he's OK. And so that we did.
2: I think we the more time went on, we started to doubt. We weren't surrounded by our family or anybody. We were know? also
1: sleep deprived.
2: So. Yeah. And. And it was it was it was getting hard because it was just we us. were questioning everything. Are we doing this right? Is you know we got nervous of you know the smallest little sounds, and we just you know we were going nuts. I think. Well, and being
1: really, a paramedic, you, know. you never forget the kids that you have to do CPR on that unfortunately die from SIDS, and right. I was so scared. That was going to happen to us, you know, and I think it's every parent's nightmare that that could happen. And that's a real fear. But actually being involved in that and doing CPR on a SIDS baby, it's the worst. And so you want to do everything right. And all of a sudden this doubt flooded our minds yeah. like,
2: oh, my God, can we take care of this kid? Yeah. Mo- we- Most people keep their babies inside a house for weeks before they go out uh, for the first time. Right. We're out when he's two days old, you know, and, and we're going to Chinese restaurants or wherever you know, because we have to do something. And so it got to be Friday and we finally, well, let me back up. We got a little more comfortable through the week and
1: <coughs> I, I was like, Oh, this isn't so bad. We got this down. The baby Bajoran thing's fitting pretty good. And on both of us and like, all right, he's doing okay. And <laughs> we're doing good and we have enough diapers and all is good. And we, we made it out to dinner one night and had food um, because the hotel, when we got there had no food. So um, everything was good. Uh, And so we decided we were going to just go like, take a nice little leisurely stroll through Santa Monica pier, (laughs) because how memorable would that be with our first kid is what we didn't anticipate is the California winds in July. And so, we get out of the car and literally every woman during her yoga class as they see Blair put an infant into his baby Bajoran thing <laughs> that he's carrying. No, the wrap, you're doing the wrap. And- uh,
2: Very naturally yeah, for a one week they old. They all
1: I like, came over like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Is everything all right? And we're like, yeah, it's fine. Why are you on us like this? And so, but then as we started to walk, the wind picked up and I don't know. We got nervous, and we got back in the car and said, "Oh my God, what were we doing?" Yeah.
0: um
1: And so we went back to the hotel, and then day. The, oh, then the next day we went and bought a stroller. Remember that?
2: Well, we were in line. We were at uh, Babies R Us. It was a Friday afternoon, and it got to be about two o'clock California time, and we knew, okay, well, East Coast, you know, it's five o'clock in North Carolina, so they're not gonna approve us to come back today. So we're stuck here for the weekend and we were staying near the Ronald Reagan Library. So we thought, well, we'll go there for the weekend, but we're gonna need a stroller. But my favorite so- picture from that Toys R Us is probably
1: of me standing in front of the lactation room because I went to change Zeke in the men's room and there's no baby changing tables. And they're like, oh, you can go in the lactation room. Like, sure. So I, I just went and proudly went in there and smiled at the other mom that was in there. And uh changed his diaper. And then what happened?
2: So we're standing in line and we're like, well, we'll just get the stroller because we're going to need it for the weekend because we got to do something. And um, our attorney calls and he says, North Carolina has approved you. So and we said, so what does that mean? He said, you guys are clear to go home at any time. So we turned around and we took that that stroller and we put it back on the shelf and got right out of there and went back to the hotel and got in our lobby and um, book flights, book a red eye to come back to Charlotte because we just want to be back to family as quick as we could. Is it weird
1: I can't remember all
2: that? Really?
1: Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Deprivation. deprivation. And, and
2: no kidding, I, I remember it vividly.
1: Though. I can't remember on the way to the hotel. I'm like, we're pull over really quick. We have to get a picture in front of the Hollywood, the Beverly, <laughs> Beverly Hills, Hills sign. We
2: did the Beverly them. Hills sign, and so we drove past there to get a quick picture with him by Beverly Hills, and because we, you know, we didn't know what was gonna, what the future was gonna be like, and yeah. And so we made it at the airport, and uh, I dropped Jonathan off with the bags and a baby, and I go to return the car, and I said, good luck. <laughs> God, that <is> so <laughs> and we, uh, you know, in, in in this day and age today, this is not a big deal. And But back then, I mean, you're talking six you know, years just ago. six years ago. And so much has changed Right, in six years. Two men with a baby, a lot of people look at you like, what's going on? And a baby that's only you know, five days old, you know, people look at you like, what's going on? You know, why, why is that happening? Why are you getting on a red eye? Literally
1: had a lady with a fanny pack on
2: chase us
1: into the family restroom and then stood out and waited and like, do you guys need anything? Is everything okay? Oh
2: yeah. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Like what did
0: they, I wonder what did,
2: what did they think was happening well i think most people it's um, curiosity they just yeah can't, yeah they, they can't wrap their arms around two men taking care of a baby you know whether they're married or not you know it's you know it's in a new society like, tells them something else for whatever or did i don't think so much right now, but, but you but also even today you're
1: not not often do you probably see a newborn right. newborn in an airport right. you know so that is
2: like oh what's right. going on there? right So we got a lot of questions and just people like curious and, and and, you know, us, we were like, Oh yeah, we had done. Here's the story, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, three hours later they're like, Oh, thanks. I'm (laughs) sort of
0: surprised Jonathan didn't have like t-shirts made. Oh right,
2: right,
1: right. I, I kind of, uh, relate it to like, I find it so weird when people go up and feel like that they have the right to touch a pregnant lady's belly. Like when I see, I've seen that happen once and I'm like, you don't have that right. That's their personal space. And I felt like very much like
2: that. Like people just felt they had the right to come up and see what was going on.
0: And you're like, don't breathe on my new board.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we very much were like that. You know, we were flying back on a red eye and, you know, we were so desperate to get back to Charlotte just to be around her friend and family just so we could, you know, Someone could tell us, look, you guys are doing okay. You and one thing I mean?
1: that's important before you fly is that you have to get medically cleared with mm. an infant under the 14 days of age. And so that sounds really complicated, but all it is is that a physician needs to lay eyes on that. It doesn't even have to be a pediatrician. We went to an urgent care and found a doctor to just listen to his lungs and say that he was healthy to fly and that he had good oxygen saturation. Um, so, we had to keep that paperwork with us. And we flew from, we had no problems in California and we flew to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, the flight attendant just couldn't believe that we were flying with a five day old baby and told us we couldn't get on the flight and- From Atlanta to Charlotte. From Atlanta to Charlotte. And we're like, no, 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 you don't understand. We just got off a red (laughs) eye. We have a now six day old, we've had no sleep. We have our family waiting for us at the airport. We're going to get on that plane. And she's like, well, I just don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, I, we want to talk to the pilot. And he like understood and he was sympathized with us and we got on the plane.
0: Oh, yeah. my goodness. I am. So, I was thinking, well, you didn't get medically cleared from Georgia. Well, right. <laughs> just to make an added layer of complication. But.
2: Well, that's what we said to them. We like, well, we just flew four hours on your airline. So you guys have a problem. We're getting on this plane. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: They've already set a precedent. So, okay. So I have like a very vivid memory of Facebook on the next moments. And so um, I just want to hear like, and clearly it was just the beginning of your story, but um, the end of Zeke's birth story with uh, arriving home in Charlotte.
2: Well, when we we landed and we got off the plane and came down a baggage claim and uh, my parents were there and some friends All from All of our families yeah, and friends were there. Mm-hmm. Our church community and um just people who some of our colleagues from work were there and just there to um, just love on us. And
0: Yeah. I yeah. just remember I've seen the video a couple of times and just cried ugly tears, you know.
1: Are so. you even talking about it, like we're both like players getting choked up and yeah. I you know like It's so, it's so special that we, you know,
0: like it, uh, it was just. Yep. So beautiful to be part of that moment. Well, I have one last question for you guys and that's, um, what was or is your favorite baby product? So if there are new parents or especially like new adopting parents and they're listening and, um, what could you share with them about like what your favorite, like go-to baby product was?
2: Um, I'm not going to be able to be any help in this because Jonathan ordered, did everything. I think like you're <laughs> really good at that. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I honestly, my biggest advice to families is: look, you don't need all the fancy stuff. You just don't. You just need a bunch of onesies and diapers. You know what I mean? And a lot of love. You know what I mean? there's That's, Someone said to and, me, and like a lot of patience, just for your.
1: your I have got all these stuff. like really nice, like not. I wouldn't say nice but just like cute like newborn clothes and let's be honest all we used was the little nightgowns that we pulled up but i think my favorite is probably the dr brown bottles i loved them
2: they were great to clean great to use and that that's probably yeah uh, the only thing i'd probably say is um i really got into making uh, the boys baby food and i still make their babies their applesauce and you know, I try to make a lot of their food, but, um, you know, we, John, this was Jonathan's idea is like, let's, you know, I, let's, let's make the baby I, food. I,
1: so this is what happened. And I ordered the baby bullet <laughs> and then I had a recipe book. Can I go blur every Sunday? We're going to do this. It's yeah. going to be bonding. It's going to be great. I'll help peel the apples. You can boil right. them and nuts, we'll, squash and all this stuff. I had all these recipes. And so yeah. like I did that, like maybe the first 15 minutes on the first Sunday <laughs> and I was like, oh,
2: we, we can go to Whole Foods yeah. and Trader Joe's. It's okay. He said, well, this is too much work. And and after the first week, I was like, no, the, I, I, I was really into it and I was like, I want to do this all the time and, and it branched out and I really believe it's led to our boys having healthy eating habits now, but, um, you know. I would say if if you have an inclination to create your own baby food, do it because it is it is so it's one of the best things you can give your kids and uh and you learn so much about, you know, what you're actually giving them. You know, and I'm not I'm not a a health nut, you know, crazy, you know, like uh big, you know, you gotta do everything plant-based. I'm not, but um I really believe in that stuff now and I just it was so much easier and I got so much joy out of out of it. And I'm so proud of our boys now when they ask for, can can you make the homemade applesauce or can we have the broccoli like this? And, you know, I, I really like that. And and so if you have any kind of desire for that, you know, run with it because it is rewarding.
0: I hope that they give you four kids at a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> After I hear things like that, I made homemade applesauce one time and then Max made this face at me that was like, like it was just the most disgusting thing ever. And I remember being like angry at my like three month old. Like, how dare you? How dare you give me that face? And I never made baby food again. Oh so, my God. I mean, um, Well, you guys are yeah. incredible. And I'm so thankful to have heard the very extended version of this beautiful story because i had only had snippets of it over the years and so I think there's a lot to learn from your story and anyone that's listening um, I know is going to take away uh, a lot and hopefully people had some tissues too so and then it's
1: important like just it's like be flexible and then back to that the one thing you said what my favorite probably baby product was it was more it was the fill and tits like clip one high chair that you could take that was portable Um, because I never really liked using like high chairs everywhere else.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's probably my
1: favorite. We use that because it works up to like 35 pounds. We use it forever. Um, That's probably one of my favorite things. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. So I'll put links to all those in the show notes if anybody wants to take a look at any of those products. I'm a big fan of Dr. Brown's too. And the, that bottle warmer, I think that was probably one of my favorite favorite ones too. So, well, I'm really excited to hear what happens on the next um, you know, phase of this journey. And I would love to have you guys back on um, to talk about your adoption story with Cash, your other son too. Um, but before you guys go, uh, Blair do you yeah. want to share, do you want to, um, should I link in the show notes about, um, the state of adoption?
2: Right. Well, um, yeah, in my profession as a TV news anchor, I've been doing a lot of, um, uh, deep dives on topics and, um, I have done a, a couple of primetime specials, 30 minute, an hour long specials. And, um these are specials that I anchor and produce and so I get really uh, deep into them and so the staff came to me and said why don't you do something on adoption and I thought really huh oh okay <laughs> and um and so we did this past uh uh November did 30 minutes on the state of adoption and what that looks like uh from a private standpoint but also from a foster care foster care standpoint and uh it also looks at you know what's happening on a national level and what's happening in Washington to um, you know, make make the playing field a little more level for everyone, you know, so that cost isn't so far out of reach. And so the process isn't so overwhelming. Um, and so there's been a lot of support through the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption based out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, some advocates in uh, Washington and some lawmakers. And so, um, yeah, we did that program in November. It's still online at boston25.com slash state of adoption.
0: Perfect. Okay. And I'll link to that in the show notes because I think I watched it and I think everyone should um, watch it that is interested in adoption. So. Thank you. Well, you guys are awesome. I love you.
2: You're awesome. Thank oh, you thanks for, for having, having us. Really kind of
0: you. Thank you for listening to Birth Story. My goal is you will walk away from each episode with a clear picture of how labor and delivery might go, and that you will feel empowered by the end of your pregnancy to speak up, plan, and prepare for the birth you want, no matter what that looks like. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I need your help to spread the word. If you know anyone who is pregnant, is trying to become pregnant, or just loves a good birth story, if you could send them to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever they listen to their podcasts and ask them to subscribe to the Birth Story Podcast.